1: Oh, I got a live one here. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Spears and Steinberg Podcast. Uh, Also, AKA. You going to give the new name? Oh, well, let, well, we'll we'll
0: talk about that in a hot second. All
1: right. Uh, I
0: am Harry Spears. Um, you already know. You already know we are on this month, this January. This is the first podcast from the new year. Yep. Yep. Happy fucking new year. Um, guys, I'm you're going you're gonna to have to forgive us because... This part of the tour for this year, we're not starting out with a bang. <laughs> this month of January is called on the Sh- on the shit on the
1: we have what do we name this uh, the shit tour. This is the this is the remember you want to make money in these places still. So. Fuck that. <laughs> the money's going to be made. My check is in the
0: bank, nigga. This is the shit run part of the tour. We're starting off bad, man. Uh, This whole month is just places that's just like, oh. Each one of these places is in my my top five worst places to do comedy. Um, We're in Cleveland. (laughs) We are in the shit box, nigga. Look, they took care of you. Look at this room you got. The room is great. It's like a little palace here, but outside of these walls is the city. I just, we just can't. I just was smoking a cigarette outside, waiting for you to show up. Uh, it, the streets look like I am Legend. Yeah, it's empty. I mean, this place is just. Even the bums got somewhere to go.
1: He, uh, my driver said that this isn't busy unless uh, the Cavs. well, unless there is a game. Uh, well, well, and not the Cavs. The, uh, uh, the the Browns. The Browns. Didn't they lose every game last year? Last this year they won. This year they're winners the Browns. What's the record? I don't know, you want me to look it up?
0: Yeah. So what are we celebrating cuz last year they lost every day
1: they, they set the record. They didn't win a, a single game. They were a good team this LeBron's year. LeBron's gone. They were a good team this year. What the fuck is the record? I want to look it up. Everybody's yelling. There's people in Cleveland right now just screaming, yelling what the record was. For this year. For this year. But we ain't at the play. They're going to make the playoffs. I don't. I don't. I wasn't really paying attention whether they made the playoffs or not. Let's see. They but did. we're not in the playoffs yet, are yeah, we? Yeah, we are. Uh, the playoffs started. Yeah, they were on yesterday. My TV didn't work in my room, so get the. F- that's how I'm of, staying at the condo. That's how much I don't pay attention. To you football. got you got a few things going on right now here in Cleveland. No, you have a few things in life going on right now. Oh, um, my life is Cleveland right now. <laughs> the fuck is the record? record? Oh
0: shit! You Siri in it? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, fucking here in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this fucking place, man. Bear with us. I'm, Andy's trying to give me the fucking record.
1: Are they uh, in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they are. Well, let's see. They went. Uh, no, they went seven and eight. So they're not even playoffs. I don't. I don't think so. Like I said, they had a good team though this year. Yo, so wait. Uh, no. Wait. Is that? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, wins, lost. They had a tie, but they didn't make the playoffs. I don't think so. No. So you did got hard, but you didn't come, dude. There's next year. This is a young team. <laughs> Everybody's excited city, city about this team. Anus juice. Everybody's excited about this team. Are Just, you happy to be here? Am I happy to be here? Okay, I'm going to answer this the way that I politically correct answer questions sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes, all the time. I'm happy to be doing comedy. If I could pick other places to do comedy... You wouldn't pick Cleveland. I I probably wouldn't pick coming here because everybody's nice here. Who? who, Where? The manager's nice at the club. (sighs) All the people who work at the club are nice. Get to the meat, nigga. How 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 the people in the
0: shows... Man, I... What do you got? Are you got why are y'all... I want to know from Cleveland. Why, why are y'all so fucking upset? It, what is it? Did LeBron left? Y'all still mad? What? what? These motherfuckers out here, boy, I, it just... They're
1: not thinkers. Dude, I, I, I have never went so long with jokes that I know that work and got complete silence. They're, they're not thinkers, man.
0: They're just... They're, they're not... It, it, it's something... I'm telling you again, if anybody's ever been to Cleveland, if you ever come to ple- Cleveland, go to the flats and look in the water. <laughs> the fish are dead. The fish aren't swimming. They're dead. They're all turned up, floating like
1: mafia victims. Well, the, it's where all the like the the boats, the ships are in there, too, with all their it's dirty. <laughs> oh, it's where they drop all the oil, you know, that that isn't good water. They said they told me too that if people fall in there, and if you go down about six feet, if you fall and you end up going down six feet, there's a current, an undercurrent there that pulls you out into the out into the water. You, you're not gonna you're not not gonna, gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. This city is a fucking uh,
0: a a of city, This city's a dead homeless woman's panties. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little tore up. It's tore up. No one knows why I was even there. It, well, yeah, it's just all kinds of bacteria and E. coli. Dude, they've come out to support you, though, man. You've had a crowd. You, I mean, you... Yeah, but if you're going to support me, motherfucker, that's like uh, I got into it with Lawrence. Remember, did you see that the other night? This guy, he was fucking me, oh, yeah, mugging yeah, yeah, me yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, fucking. Yeah. And I kept fucking with him. And every At one point, he goes, uh, I love you, nigga. And I go, well, then, nigga, show me the love. And he goes, nigga, I'm here. Yeah. And I said, motherfucker, is that how you do your kids? Like, daddy, pick me up. Niggas, I'm here. <laughs> Hug them motherfuckers. Kiss them. Say the words. Don't just be present. I like that you remembered his name. Yeah. I don't even think Lawrence was his name. I think <laughs> you just told me that shit
1: because to just tell me some shit. Uh, it, it has been interesting. Uh, Cleveland is always interesting. Um Ohio in general. The the only part of Ohio I like is Columbus. It's something about Columbus.
0: And you would think of all the Ohio cities, the bigger ones, Cleveland, Cincinnati, would be the front runner. But nah, yo, little old Columbus. It it, it feels quicker, smarter, hipper, slicker, more diverse. This is pretty diverse, but... I don't know, man. It's it's this place is just, it's a fucking taint box, nigga. <laughs> and then I got in town on Thursday. Listen, I'll say this: I wish you had gotten in town when I got in town, because I got in town on Thursday, around three thirty in the afternoon, to uh, you know spend the night here and then do press all day Friday morning. And they and I remember this time last year they were opening up, they were building the Ruth Chris. And now it's done. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. And there's literally a Ruth Chris next to the hotel, maybe 18 steps away. And I was like, you know what? Damn, that would be great. Andy, get here. We go. We get us a couple of, you know, we do like some mafia niggas. Let's get get us a couple of steaks and potatoes. You know, drink some wine. The room is lit nice. Then afterwards, you know what? We, we don't have to work let's go over to Christie's the strip club which we always go to at the end of every night and then throw back some shots some drinks look at some pussy and some tits. that would have been a great Thursday but you weren't getting in town until Friday Friday afternoon so I was just I was contemplating should I go have some steak and potatoes by myself which I kind of felt like ah, had it seems kind of pathetic but I knew I was going to go over to Christie's uh, but I ended up going to the comedy club first just to check it out. And they had uh you know had some nigga headlining name uh Cool TLC. And already, like me me and com- fellow comedian Alex Thomas and Chris Spencer, we used to do jokes about niggas with nicknames, you know. because uh, usually niggas with nicknames is like hacks. And and, you know, niggas get to the show and go, Hey man, where to change the changing room at? And they go put on their suit like they're getting ready to go to the boom boom room and then these niggas is hacks. And I mean Black hack comedians make me fucking sick. This dude, first of all, his shtick was he was blind. Now, I don't know if he was really blind just so he could do all these blind jokes or whether it was shtick. But I got a feeling it was shtick. But this thing it did like first off, he does the hack thing that so many black comedians, older black comedian men do. Every time I've seen comics do this joke, it's older black male comedians. He gets introduced, and then the, the applause is not to his liking. So he reintroduces himself. He goes, yo, that was weak. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back out, and I'm going to reintroduce myself. And, of course, this is the trick to get the audience to give you more hype so you come off bigger than what you are. Ladies and gentlemen, he been on blah, 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 and he been on da-da-da, wherever now, cool, TLC, ah! and the audience goes nuts. And this is probably what I also don't like about Cleveland. But I don't want to relegate this just to Cleveland because, you know, black people, We sometimes we like, you know, we easy, we easy, we easy marks. Like, we fall for the dumb shit. So he introduces himself, the crowd goes fucking crazy, and then, um, he goes on to do some blind jokes. He had one joke that was kind of funny where he goes, ladies, if you ever date a blind man, you don't have to worry about us seeing other bitches. And then he goes, girl, we could be looking in the bitch vicinity, but girl, he ain't looking at nothing. He ain't getting to see. That was kind of cute. But, but then the thing that he did that pisses me off, and I hate when fucking uh, uh, comics do this, and I know so many black comedians do this, they do Remember When Comedy. It's like I was funny. We were talking about the Sopranos. They've been running marathons on HBO all day yesterday and all day today. And I just, again, I, if anybody's ever heard this podcast, you know, I, Sopranos is my fucking holy grail of television shows. That's the best shit ever. So I'm in bed and I'm watching the Sopranos. And I remember this episode where Paulie and uh, Paulie Gualtieri and Tony had to leave town because the feds or something was digging up some old spot where Tony got his first kill. And they had buried the guy like underneath, basically like underneath the building, so to speak. And they were digging the shit up and they were afraid that they were going to fire the guy's teeth or whatever and be able to identify him. So until the shit cleared, Tony and Paulie had to leave town. And pa- Tony was getting mad at Paulie because Pauly talks too much. And he's always telling strangers fucking business that he shouldn't be telling them. And stories like, hey, Tony, remember when Remember when? Remember that time? And so there's this one scene where Tony and Paulie and uh, Beansy and a couple of broads are all sitting around a table. And Paulie just keeps bringing up old mafia hits to complete fucking these, these broads, strangers. And at one point, you could see the look of disgust on Tony's face. And he gets up to leave because he just can't take it. And Paulie goes, Tony, where you going? He goes, eh, You know, I, I just I remember when is just the lowest form of conversation. And so this black dude is doing remember when jokes where he goes, hey, remember when this song came out and he'll play a famous R&B song, which is totally to make up for the fact that you have no material. You have no well-written jokes. So you do shit. This is a crutch. So you play the music, because of course, what do all the black people do? They join in in unison. Hey, yeah, we remember that song. And you and you sing a couple of bars. Then you hold the mic out to the crowd. So they all sing the hook. It's like if you went, loving you, it's easy because you're beautiful. La, 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 la. Then you give the mic to the crowd. La, 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 la. la. What? the fuck does that have to do with jokes <laughs> and they might sprinkle a little one-liner in here and there you know uh yeah remember this song da 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 music and then you make up a look a quick little one-line joke shit because that one the motherfucker wore them kind of shoes but the base of it is the music which you are clearly dependent on on the crowd's participation, which means you have done no work, you're lazy, you ain't wrote shit, and you're leaning on this music and people's vibes to feel good and join along to help you get make up your time. If you're a headliner and you're supposed to do 45 minutes, but you only really got 8, 10, maybe 18 minutes of jokes, then you do that music shit to coach you through the rest of your set. Fucking hack. And then towards the end, I've seen this ending before. Bruce Bruce does this. He goes, uh, well, uh, I don't know if y'all, most comedians expect, most crowds see comedians end on a big note. Most comics end on a big joke. Me, I just walk the fuck off stage. Bye. And he walks off. Bruce Bruce does that. I've seen Michael Kyer do that opening, reintroduce myself shit. So it's just like this. I was just like, you fucking hack. you. Be-. And then this motherfucker at the end of the show, when it's time to get the bitches, as everybody's gathered around the bar and talking shit, now your blind ass can
1: see <laughs> as you picking out the hoes you want. You fucking hack, man. So what offends you more? That it was hack comedy? It was a black guy that was doing hack comedy? It, where, where, where's the offense? The fact that the audience is falling for this bullshit. bullshit. That, is, that is the offense. Like, y'all,
0: like, like really? Y'all applaud this? Y'all think this is, y'all y'all applauding this? They paid to see this, and this is what they saw. Like, y'all don't want real, and, and, and this, now, let's tie it in. That's part of my problem with Cleveland. Because here, you and I are giving them the pure shit. The real shit. And these motherfuckers, we are f- trying to feed you motherfuckers. uh le French cuisine. We are trying to feed you motherfuckers, Roof Chris. And y'all are knocking over our steaks because you settling for Outback. we trying to feed you motherfuckers the good shit. And y'all want that cheap shit. You motherfuckers!
1: But that's that's the thing because that's why hack comedy works is because it is the lowest common denominator. It makes everything, it makes a it makes your job harder when you follow something like that. This is because this is what they get trained to listen to. This is what everybody gets accepted as what comedy is. Like, dude, last night this dude who I was fucking with told me after the show, and
0: I take pride in that. He was like, "Yo, man, you one of my favorites because you're not just raw hardcore funny, but you you are a thinker." Your, your shit is smart. And I'm just like, and listen, man, the, the truth is, everybody can't be smart. I'm not talking about me as a comic. I'm talking about as an audience. Some people some people don't want to think. Some people don't have the ability to think. And when you put shit in their face that challenges their mind, they almost look at you like you bougie. Like this nigga. This, this nigga <laughs> fucking reads. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga looks at the paper. Who Who is he? fuck you think you are you have a vocabulary
1: well like I, I don't go over very well here I don't feel like I do and uh but I'll tell you at the end of the shows there was always a few people that came up to me people that I wasn't expecting to come up to me and just said you did you know like you did that shit you keep Man. doing that that you you fucking you rocked that shit and Man. that made a huge difference to me because again it's not about it's it, I guess you want to you, you want to to be successful, you need to entertain the masses. But when you grab people that know what they wanted to hear and you gave it to them or right. what they weren't expecting to hear and you gave it to them, that means more, I guess. I guess. I guess that's what I have. Listen, to of I, I I, I. it's funny because as much as we talk about this,
0: you know, we when when, I, when we perform in places like Brea, Irvine, Ontario, where the audience is super diverse, like here, I would say the audience is. black maybe 95 yeah you can count the white people on one hand whereas in Ontario it's it's a lot of black a lot of white a lot of uh uh Latino a nice amount of Asians some Middle Eastern it's 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 everyone it's everyone and when it's like that and even when it's predominantly black in places like D.C. yeah D.C. Houston it's a smarter breed of nigger. You know what I'm saying? Wh- whereas the shit you do that's not appreciated here, in those places, D.C., Houston, Ontario, Brea, Irva, you are thoroughly appreciated. But there are small segments of those rooms where they might not be feeling you. Here it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Most of them may not be feeling you, but there's small pockets of people who feel you. Those are the motherfuckers who should move to D.C., <laughs> Or, or who have moved from DC to here? Yeah, because I, I I swear to God, man, this place is it's just, and I I don't mean to shit on Cleveland. I I'm, I really don't. I want to like you guys. I do, but y'all motherfuckers, man, it's something going on. Like I believe motherfuckers here when they have sex, they fuck with angry faces.
1: <laughs> there was so much quiet laughter where they were where where they would put their hands up. I'm doing it to the microphone right over their face right and laugh but with no volume because they had their hand over right I, and I didn't I even called it out one show I go you know you're allowed to like go ahead and go with that feeling right. you can go all the way with that feeling right it's like if people hear it like they feel. it's almost as if people catch them laughing something that, that they're gonna be in trouble <laughs> dude and, and we talked about it last night uh
0: you know, I already knew, and and once upon a time ago, I used to be nervous about it, and I still am a little bit, but I'm trying to get over that. I used to be nervous about it, where I just knew certain jokes. I went just because how these niggas are. I know this is going to be this this ain't going to fly. But then I thought about it, and I'm trying to I'm trying to revamp the way I think because that prostate joke I do, yeah, and even when I do it in front of more loose fun type Negroes black men, as I say in the joke, we don't play with our sexuality. We don't do that homo shit. And I'm, we, we're very homophobic. And and I say, as I say in the joke, white guys don't have a problem laughing about me making a joke about getting fisted in the ass by my doctor for the prostate exam because white dudes play gay games with each other all the time. And then I do the punchline. Tanner, Trevor, Ethan Sleep, dude, put your balls on his nose and take a picture. Now, when I do that joke, everywhere else in Cleveland that gets a strong response even that part of the joke which is strong here got uh, yeah but I, kn- I knew the fisting thing was going to make niggas go oh hell no did you say no. fisting here? Huh? yeah every fucking night I changed <laughs> it from the as Two Fingers bitch to a whole fist I'm committing to the fist now and 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 I'm reading the black men's faces and and again because they're homophobic They feel like if they laugh at a fist in the ass, that they are gay. And part of the point of the joke that I explain is black men, we have a stigma about doctors and hospitals. We don't like to get checkups. We don't like to go get checked out. We we don't go. We get the heebie jeebies when it comes to doctors and hospitals. And I went, and I I didn't make this shit up. I went and got a prostate exam because I'm like, dude, I'm 43. I want to know if but, you know, as as fucked up as I am, and as as much bad habits as I have, I try. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I say I say, black men, stop. You know, stop thinking it just because. You, you, you relegate a thing in your ass to homosexuality. You're missing the point that it's about a health exam. And I love that black women are in the crowd nodding their heads going. yup, yup. You might even hear a smackle of claps from black women that are saying. Yes, black men. Listen to what he said. Go. It's your fucking health at stake. Lose your fucking pride. And that's a that's a great. Public service announcement that black men need to hear. But you can see it in their faces. Them niggas, they don't, niggas, men, black men don't want to hear that shit. Nah, nigga, fuck fing in my booty. I think even if the doctor was female, they wouldn't go do it. That might make them feel even more awkward. Awkward, More awkward, yeah. Because a woman is making you feel like a bitch by putting a finger in your ass, let alone a dude. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna do this joke, cause, and I don't care if you motherfuckers look at me the way you're looking at me, cause one, you need to hear it, and two, fuck
1: you. Yeah, I, w- I know
0: this shit is funny.
1: I prefer a female to do it though, because they have skinnier fingers. Well, that depends,
0: nigga. You get your <laughs> get you one of them ro- get your bitch to built like <laughs> Louis Anderson. Them fingers is sausage like. Um yeah man it's uh, you know the city man I, I you know you, you, we got one more show, and you said you're not looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it because I know it's the end. Let's get to the end yeah but if if it, if it
1: yes the last show last night, Saturday Late show was a good show it was it was a good show. it was the best show that I had, and if I have to spend the rest of the week if if this show isn't as good as last night's show, I'm gonna have to spend the whole week. Doom because you know what's next. Yeah, and then it's not gonna get better, it's oh, gonna get worse. God
0: We are next week. Oh no. The South <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee. Dude, you
1: want people to come out? Shit.
0: <laughs> them, them niggas ain't listening to this podcast. I promise you. I promise you. They don't have the patience or the wherewithal to do a download. (laughs) And, nigga, I'm telling you, books is hard for them niggas. (laughs) Memphis, Tennessee, Chuckles. Oh, my (laughs) God. Like, I'm telling you, y'all don't understand. Y'all really don't understand, like, what it's like to have to go into something that you are just not looking forward to. Like, I'm sure a lot of you have jobs where you get up and go, I would rather stay in bed and get fired. But you're not on stage. You're not having to look at people, look at you like they want to fight you. I'm getting fired by each individual look. <laughs> oh, nigga. Nigga. How much that CD wool? What are you? You've heard me say this on the pocket. That's where we're going. That is the place where I heard those two quotes. Hey, girl, how much that city war? How much the city was? Where they is. Oh, God, we are going back to slavery. nigga. that's like if they told you, yo, slavery is over. It's been over. It's 2019. Do you want to go in this time travel machine and go back to 1787? We are going back to 1787, nigga. See, I think the city itself... Before you say that, do you know how much it burned me to not have to say my Cleveland joke here in Cleveland? <laughs> I was in Cleveland last week. That city should be on suicide watch. Them bitches look like 48th place. I had to change it up and say Toledo. And they thunderously applauded and laughed as though they knew Cleveland was better. <laughs> well, fucker, I'm talking about You!
1: Go ahead, man. No, I was just gonna say, I Memphis when I, we went there this last time, and I've only been there once to this club right. before. We had a nice time at Memphis itself. Was we cool. had a great
0: time at diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uncle Lou's fried, dipped hot chicken, which I'm coming, Uncle Lou. I'm coming, nigga. So that, and we did the civil rights museum. Yeah. Was it civil rights? Yeah, it's civil rights. It museum. Dr. King and all of that. It's it's
1: it's it's, it's at the Lorraine Hotel. Lorraine Hotel,
0: and we did uh, Hooters uh,
1: when we got done. That was the beauty of Memphis. Yeah, well, because even actually the hotel that I was in, they, they had uh, the, the carpet was sticky. The sale. Nigga, that! Is old
0: slave blood.
1: God, and then Pittsburgh. I see, and Pittsburgh is a brand. It's the club is completely redone. But he got shit to do, dude. I think it's. i I'm, I know I had a good time in Pittsburgh last time. I got to take you to big gyms on the run. Is that in Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's uh, a
0: triple D spot. And the the thing there is they serve a, a chicken parm sandwich. Andy, I shit you not. From the top of your head down to the bottom of your beard, that sandwich is that big. Yeah. And it's fucking fantastic. I love chicken parm
1: sandwich. Yeah, you're going to like this then. Yeah, um, I'm trying to keep my, I've been doing good trying to keep my uh, intake of food down into reasonable times. I've been trying not to eat later. Well, night. if food is what
0: they really say it is, which is comfort, nigga, we both gained in 10 pounds in the month of January on this <laughs> shit run. Uh, I, this actually h- will help bleed me into my next thing. Um, cause you know, when we talk about the crowds on the plane over, I watched that movie white boy, Rick. Yeah. I downloaded it. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And at one point, um, Matthew McConaughey describes most people as what I believe they really are sheep. Yes, yeah. People are sheep. And that's why, like when you fall for that hacky shit, cause you're sheep. A shepherd is the guy that handles the sheep. Right? A real shepherd, you know, he leads the flock. Uh, one shepherd could look at another shepherd and go, nigga, take that robe off. You ain't no, you ain't legit. But people are sheep, man, and they can be led. White Boy Rick was weird. I was disappointed. I, I wasn't, I wish you had saw it. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Anytime you hear a movie about hustling and drugs those especially for dudes if it ain't a straight action flick i think that's the second kind of movies best second best kind of movies we like anything mafia drug related casino goodfellas uh blow american gangster this movie was more about the condition of of and the relationships of human beings you know i don't want to give away the movie but uh let me, well, long story short, this dude was the youngest. White boy Rick was the youngest dude to be a drug kingpin. I think he, when he he went to jail, he was seventeen. This motherfucker didn't get out till he was forty. He was supposed to get life, but he, he because of, but the uh, because of the amount of coke he moved, he didn't get out till he was forty. And then part of the story is his sister, who he was really close to, was a drug addict. So it was both him and his dad who. Matthew McConaughey was trying to get his sister off dope and get clean and I really thought it was going to be like some drug shoot 'em up, hardcore and it was more about there was that of course but it was more about the relationship between him and the I don't know, I, it, it just it wasn't what I thought I, it was going to be and especially when I thought white boy Rick it was going to be about this white dude and his teens who was running shit, who was just a you know,
1: badass, kick-ass and take names, motherfucker. It just wasn't. Did the story start when he was running drugs or did it start really after he got busted?
0: No, it, it started when he was young and he just slowly got into it. And then uh, at the end of the movie, he gets busted. And that's, that's you know, I kept waiting for something. And as I'm looking at the the the... the, the the time get down to zero. I'm like, God damn, the movie's almost two hours long, but I'm like, all right, the first hour was kind of slow, but this shit about to, he about to start spraying everybody. And then somewhere around the last 40 minutes, he officially becomes the dude. And I'm like, all right, here we go. That's it? It just, yeah, I
1: I was, I don't know. It it left me, it left me. I got to see it. I'll see it uh when I'm back in, uh, I'll be in New Jersey. When I'm out there, I'm going to want, I'll watch it. Right, like, like when I, that's, I kind of felt like, and and I like American.
0: I like American Gangster. I like anything where Denzel gets, because he's only got two movies where he gets raw, where he gets, he's the guy, the bad guy. Training Day and American Gangster, and Training Day of course is awesome, but in American Gangster, I thought he was going to be more slapping bitches and like I want to see Denzel get like gritty, gritty. Like, I want to see him play a dude like a h- I want to see him smack a bitch. Like, I want to see what Denzel looks like abusive. Like, smack a bitch. Shoot a nigga point blank in the face. You know, just get, get gritty with it. I always wondered how Denzel would have done if he played Nino Brown. Oh, Throw a bitch on the table, pour champagne over a cancel bitch. That's interesting. That... that... That's interesting. Or Denzel is as, as Ike Turner. Because he's so... Especially... He, he He's aware of his fans. And he knows that women are the majority of his fans. He's even said that. He, he said that's why he refused to do a love scene with Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts in Pelican's Brief. There was a scene written in there where he was supposed to do a love scene. He had to take it out. And he said, one, because he doesn't want to betray his wife. And two... Because he knows that black women are the majority of his fan base and support him. So he felt that if he had put himself in a scene at the height, at the pinnacle of his sex symbolism and in his ultimate prime, when Denzel, look man, Denzel is 60 something. still looks good, but go see Denzel in Mo' Better Blues. My dick got wet. When Denzel was at the height of his Denzelism, he felt that if he had, Put himself on screen fucking a white woman that would turn off his black female fan base. Oh, look, see, dang it, there it is. They just always got to make the white bitch get our men. And now we talking about the top nigga in the game as far as sex appeal. So, um So do you applaud his decision to do that? To take it out? Uh yeah. 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 Because I knew what he was doing. Yeah. And I get it. Like you know, what I'm saying he doesn't have to do that. It, doing that to do what? Right. He doesn't have to do that, and 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 by and, and it ain't like because he didn't do it, white women turned on him. They still loved him the same. But he knew the significance of black women are always made to feel that they're not as equal as white women in ter- white women in terms of beauty. Hollywood has all society period, but Hollywood has gone out of its way. To make women of color feel like their standard of beauty doesn't measure up to white women. You know, because white women have always been put on pedestals as goddesses and, you know, these these angelic figures and black women have always been looked at as, ooh. You know, it's the reason why Hollywood always, as I said before, describes white women, cute white women as the girl next door or America's sweetheart. They ain't never seen America's sweetheart be a woman of color. Never in that, never been referred to as that. So Denzel knew that he knew that, and he said, "You know what? If if I, my fine sexy self, is seen in on screen fucking a white bitch, and I've never been on screen fucking a black bitch, what message does that send?" So kudos to Denzel, man. Yeah, but you don't you don't think Holly Holly Berry was ever
1: can put in that?
0: She might have been put in it, but I've never heard her referred to as that.
1: Because in that movie what's the Eddie Murphy movie Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah, she was. That was her character. She was the. the she was the, the 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 girl next door. In in whose eyes? In the beginning of the movie. Who, who? But she's never received the title. No, maybe not. But that's that's how I took it when I watched the well, movie. Well, we know you
0: different. We know again you would help niggas escape. You know you 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 a different kind of white
1: guy. You you would hide niggas. Uh, you, 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 I, 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 we could hide some people with Anne, Anne Frank Everybody's hiding I, I'm just a real person, man That's all it is Let's get to this Tiffany Hatter shit Yeah, let's do that Um, Hey, Tiff
0: I know you probably ain't gonna hear this But if you do And I text Tiff over the weekend And she hit me back um, Girl, do your thing, baby Fuck all these haters I don't know where this hate is coming from Um, And listen, Tiffany is... What what happened with Tiffany, Tiffany is going through that phase. This bitch is rich now. She's f- super popular. She's like the Kevin Hart of the female comedy game. Um, You know, Tiffany, once upon a time ago, was living out of her car. Homeless, living out of her car. And she talks about it. Yeah, and now she can afford a house that houses 50 cars. <laughs> so, you know, I would imagine... That if you go from living in your car to having a house, second house, 50 cars, you bug the fuck out a little bit. And she's enjoying her life. Now, the only thing I will say is this. You still got to be a professional. And it's funny because uh, before the New Year's break, I did like nine shows in L.A. at the Laugh Factory. And on one of the shows, I was on the second show Saturday. Tiffany was on the first show Saturday last but we just missed each other and when i got to the laugh act it was like yo tiffany performed tonight her and dan cook yeah she just left and someone at the service said yo she was high as shit now i pray to god that high meaning weed i hope tiffany ain't sliding into that danger zone um but if it's just weed it's like okay so i've heard she went on stage there high she admitted she was fucked up before the New Year's Eve show in Miami, she said she partied till seven in the morning, probably didn't get to sleep till eight. She did an Instagram. Right, Instagram. She drank a bunch of vodka. She said she was gonna drink some more. I'm saying all that to say, you still gotta be professional. You gotta be professional. And, 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 And listen, you know me, once upon a time ago, especially when my fingers were sausage sized, I would be drinking, my shit was Crown Royal and Coke. I would be drinking Crown Royal and Coke, but I never got fucked up before a show. I might have got buzzed. And I think maybe only two times I got buzzed. Where I had a Frank Sinatra moment. And I couldn't remember the words. But um, for the most part. I don't tie one on. Until I, after I'm off the clock. And I get people that come up to me all the time. And go hey man you want to hit this vape pen. And be weed in it. I don't smoke. I don't I don't drink heavy. Before a show. Because I want to be a professional. I don't need to have my wits about me. That's uh, from uh, Braveheart. When he was chained up. About to get sliced open and she tried to feed him that. He didn't want to, to yell him. Up. He was like, of course I have my wits about me. I want to have my wits about me so that if shit pop off, I know how to mentally be on point and I can call audibles when I see blitzes coming. Um, Omaha, Omaha! Uh, so yeah, and I think Tiffany's just, she's having a good time, man. And, and she's just wowing. It, it was New Year's. It was New Year's. There's that too. It ain't, it'd be different if it was like New Year's here in Cleveland. Then you got to get do some coke, uh, just to make it. Uh, but this is New Year's Eve, baby. This is me, mommy,
1: Florida. Come on, man. So she was just wilding, man. Uh, I don't think it was probably even as bad as she is making it. No, it's bad. Did you see it? Yeah. Did you didn't see it? I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's bad.
0: Fuck man. At one point, she started. Uh, looked like she started to cry. Then she said she couldn't remember the words. Then she did the thing that all comedians make fun of, hack comedians for doing. So what y'all want to talk about? She said, anybody, anybody got any questions? It's bad. Oh, it was
1: a good move, though, if you can't remember stuff to say uh, that. Well,
0: somebody said she should have faked a seizure and went down. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um so, girl, you're going to bounce back. I love you. I know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going through, but I know what you're going Not through. Because uh, I don't have that kind of bread and that kind of success. But I do have that kind of enthusiasm. Uh, and I party like I have that kind of bread and that kind of success. But uh, here's what I don't get. Like, all the hate. And I mean, it, it's it's the same. Yeah, that her 15 minutes is up of that playing that same hood rat, ratchet roll. She's always the loud ghetto black bitch that makes black women look bad. Hollywood put her out there because she's the stereotypical black chick who's loud, who wants to sleep with a white man. Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm telling you, Tiffany is legitimately funny. I've worked with her, and I'm not just saying that because she's my gal. I've seen her on stage. The bitch is funny. She is. So I don't know where all this fucking hate is coming from. Now now granted, if okay, I do see her tending to play the same role and I wish I knew more about what that was about because I would imagine that when you're in Tiffany's position, you can choose. But I don't I'm speaking from not being experienced, so I don't know. But I'm thinking you can choose. And why would you keep choosing that same shit? Or maybe she can't choose and that's just what
1: they want to see her in well i think it also happened for her so fast that she had a lot of she has a lot of movies that happened all at one time right and she took those roles and that's what's coming out now and we'll see what she does i think anybody judging any of this bullshit is fucked up and and and, to, and and you you have success and it just seems like everybody wants to pull you down no matter what no matter who you are or what you do i don't know that i i don't know that i that i buy that Nobody's pulling Dave
0: down. Dave is looked at as a god. I have yet to see a a Dave Chappelle clip on YouTube and read the comments. And I I can't. You'll be lucky if you find two negative comments. Every once in a while, I'll read one that goes, Dave's not funny. Yeah. But like I said, that's the Lawrence from Cleveland that's the one nigga in the crowd who you can't fucking move if you could pull a
1: Jesus move and turn wine into water that nigga wouldn't be impressed but Dave also doesn't have that it's, his success in comedy is, is at the top it's at the at the peak but he's not had that kind of success in movies that Tiffany's had but that I believe and again I'm speaking from not knowing but
0: uh, I it feels like to me Part of what makes Dave who he is, is Dave moves to the beat of his own drum, and he's pulling a Barry Sanders. He's pulling a fucking uh Jim Brown, one of the baddest niggas in the league, but he just don't feel like playing. If it ain't stand-up, you don't think as popular as Dave is, if he wanted to do a movie, he couldn't do a movie? I'm not saying
1: he couldn't do a movie, but it still has to be the right movie. You have to have a movie that plays to your strength. But again, when you're
0: Dave Chappelle, and as far as his strengths goes, comedically, the nigga's a genius. So I'd be hard-pressed to think he couldn't find or he would choose material that wouldn't benefit him.
1: Right. But
0: again, I just think Dave's attitude with Hollywood,
1: eh, fuck y'all. I'm going to do it when I feel like doing it. If I feel like doing it. If I feel like doing it. But she's in it. She's in it, and I just think people want to... Listen, some people... Same thing Kevin Hart's getting. Some people whore themselves out for this money. Yeah.
0: Damon Wayans, I remember when we were doing the Underground, he even said a couple times, yeah, a couple of the movies I did, nigga, I was just a hoe. You give me the money. You can give a fuck about the material. Well, in this business, though, how long do you think this is supposed to last? It can last as long as your body of work, be it that it's great work, can take you. Look
1: how long Robert De Niro has lasted. Yeah, but Al Pacino. But Robert De Niro is one of those Denzel. exceptions that you're talking about, Denzel. I, I, yeah,
0: he, he he's an exceptional talent, but if he picked shit work,
1: that motherfucker could be on TV with a job. Okay, so okay, so Denzel uh, no, let's take uh uh Robert De Niro. Listen, listen, as talented as
0: someone can be, this is a business. right? And this business is in the business of making gazillions of dollars. They're not going to keep putting money behind you, making movies. If you're tanking them, they're losing money. Millions, hundreds of millions. So if you keep cranking out box office hits, this will take you as far as as your talent and your good
1: choices will allow you to to go. And your good choices. But you don't have any say if you're not the director. The director can put a film together and what looked like it was good. Dude, when you get to
0: Denzel's level... Will Smith's level Kevin Hart's level You better believe You have some say so In yeah. the director In the writer In the material you, you are the goose Laying the golden egg Now there are There are directors Who are as big As the goose Um,
1: But they didn't get there By fucking up films
0: Right And And if they know You're the goose that lays the golden eggs. They want to work with you because that means a success for the both of you. That means money for the both of you, Italians, for the both of you. That's huge. So come on, man.
1: Come
0: on. I, I just don't know how much power Tiffany has at this point to pick her films.
1: Right. Well, when she picked those films, or when she got those films, though, like I said, it happened all at once. So it wasn't like those were the ones she was picking; those were the ones she was given, and she took those roles. Now I think she. But when gonna, you as hot as fish grease, nigga, well, she's gonna have an opportunity to pick for more films. Uh-uh. I, I so think, and what I
0: love about this is all this hate she's getting. I think all this is gonna flip. I think all of this shit is going to flip and she's going to do a project that's going to blow everybody out of the water and these same motherfuckers who are hating on her now will be lined up to suck that pussy.
1: Well, and the only thing I'm going to say about Tiffany that I know just from the little bit of time that I got to spend with her, uh, the reason this is so so much of a big deal is because Tiffany's a good person too. A good yeah. heart. Yeah. And so this is affecting her probably more than it might have affected someone who's an asshole. Right. And uh, she is going to come back. She's going to kill because she, she is a good person. That's – that's the,
0: Like one of the things she talked about in the video was how now she's paying families rent and shit like that and all these motherfuckers coming out of woodwork. And you hear all these stories all the time where it's like celebs hit it big and all their family and friends and everybody got their gimme cups out. And Charles Barkley talked about it on open court when he goes, a lot of times these athletes lose their money. It's because they they taking care of so many people. Dude, I promise you to God, if you're listening, I will not have that problem. You give me that kind of cash, I fucking promise you. The only motherfuckers I'm looking after are my kids, myself, um, Ish, Ivan, um, and you. We, we gonna be like a we gonna be like a small drug cartel. When we walk into the fucking room, we talking. Uh, lavender velvet shirts Beautiful three piece suits You gotta have your Button open To where you, We could see the middle Of your stomach And you have a gold chain <laughs> on With a diamond <laughs> star <of> David Nigga <laughs> And you gonna have The smoothest yarmulke Nigga we're gonna be- I swear to god We gonna look like The cartel Nigga Just us On a boat In some part of the country We can't even pronounce We are gonna be like Pepsi we're Yeah We gonna be like, like- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so where do Ubekistan bitches at? I'm tired of these motherfucking Floridian hoes and these Los Angeles hoes and these Vegas bitches. Where do Ukrainian hoes at? Where's Ubekistan bitches at? I, j- I just, I, I just, yeah, I don't feel obligated to do none of that shit. I've done that already. I've done that
1: already. <sighs> God. I think it's because I want it too bad. Yeah, I, I can't. They say when you don't want it, that's when it comes. God damn it. When you don't give a fuck. God damn Look it. at Dave, though. But it, Dave, Dave wanted it, didn't want it, took 10 years off, and got it. And again, the beauty of how he gangstered
0: that shit. Fuck 50 million. Let me get 60. And I'm, I'm going to take a 10
1: year vacation. <laughs> Domino, motherfucker. And, but uh, you know I, I don't want to go back to the Tiffany thing people need that's one show out of how many how many shows do you think Tiffany's done in her life a gazillion like in the in the, the tens of the the thousands she, she started yeah, right. ten, so maybe well she started so young too she right. one, and, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna want to rip her down for one show because she had a good time fuck those people i'm sorry yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah i I, I had some stuff that i wanted to talk about but i i want to end the podcast on a good note so i'm not going to talk about that nigga, shit
0: we are we still got 10 minutes
1: yeah but what you
0: talking about the other shooting
1: yeah i don't i, I don't mean, want to end
0: it on that we don't have to end it on that but you know
1: i'm glad they caught the motherfuckers right yeah they caught them uh and it turned out to be gang-related, and I was going to talk about this either way. A seven-year-old girl that got killed, and what, where was that? Uh, it, was in, it was in, I think it was in Houston. Yeah, I don't, my thing is, look,
0: it's just, I don't want to get on this kick again, but to me, it's just for the reason to believe that God doesn't exist, that a seven-year-old girl had to get killed, but I know, I know, it's in God's plan,
1: he's got a better place, and blah, 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 blah. No, I just think uh, us as people, uh, it, 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 it's, it's terrible that a seven-year-old girl just in her pajamas driving with mom. And it and, yeah. and, and it crushed me and uh but in this and in the way people came together and uh who was the who was the football player? God, I can't remember I want to remember his name right now. So I think bad. I think guys I think
0: people that commit crimes like this should get the punishment to be as equal as the crime they committed. Shoot these niggas in the face.
1: Well, we're supposed to have equal justice, but it sounds like that's equal. If you shot someone in the face, you should be able to get shot, shot in the, in the face. face. That's
0: yes. But
1: especially pe- a child, but people who came together to donate to the family and to, and uh, I wish I could remember the football player. I know I'm an asshole for not having my notes out, but he, uh, uh, he was donating his, uh, his, his uh, paycheck from uh, this, uh, from the, from the football game, the fi- not the finals, but uh, the playoff game. And uh, I, I thought, it was great. It was good to see people come together. There's, there's going to be some issues now because uh, it was supposed to be a white dude, and then it turned out to be two black dudes. And it, it, I know there's going to be it's going back and forth. But I want to commend Sean King for putting out all his effort to find people. And this dude is, uh, they they should be making some kind of detective show about him because he finds everybody that's fucking between up. him and Tariq Nasheed, nigga. Uh, two motherfuckers to be on it? <laughs> they're not. I mean, if you're gonna fuck up, don't fuck up anything that they're gonna cut. Co- that's gonna come to their attention because yeah. you're gonna be found out in yeah. in hours. I'm supposed to find out.
0: I think next week I might be back on Twitter. Oh yeah, I'm scared, man.
1: Just do. I'm fucking scared, man. Just don't <laughs> don't spend your time on like okay. I, there's there's a there's a comedian uh, that that hits me up every now and then, and he's a he's a newer comedian, but he's on Twitter all the time. He's on Instagram all right. the time. I'm like, right, Just don't spend all your time. He wants to spend all his time being famous to get to famous, right? But. Yeah. So don't spend all your time on Twitter and, and and Instagram is what I'm saying. Get out of that because all it does I, I is put you th- in a negative all, all, space. All I do it on Instagram is promote, trying to promote
0: the shit, hoard the shit out of this Yeah, but you have arguments. Podcast. You have arguments with people no. on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get into it with people on Instagram. But no, I'm done doing that. If I get back on Twitter, I'm done doing that. I, I'm so – listen, man. Even, when, even on Instagram, when I read some of the shit people say about me or YouTube – I think I'm finally at that place now where I'm... That shit ain't... It bothers me, but not enough to where I respond because I think that's what gets me in trouble is is me having to respond to these nothings.
1: Yeah. You fuck with me? You fucking with the best? Gail, go your man. <laughs> the other thing that's... Ne- it's still somewhat negative, but I want to talk about this real quick. How can you say that, Gail? And get past this. When well, you know I'm so close. Uh... Rashida Taleb I think I'm saying that right. She's a new uh, Congress Congresswoman. Uh-huh. And uh she she said that uh when she was talking to her kid, I don't know exa- I don't want to I'm 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 not going I'm not quoting her. I'm paraphrasing it's but about Trump. Yeah, and she, this motherfucker. This motherfucker. And I, there there's people going back and forth on one whether she should apologize. She shouldn't apologize. She said it. And it's out there, and you can't apologize for it. That's the way she felt at the time. But uh, my my only thing is, and and I think I can say this because I apologized on this podcast for not believing that that uh, people's rhetoric, especially Trump's, and the most embarrassing thing to me about the the worst thing about Trump is how embarrassing he is to me. Uh, like the way he says things, and and, and obviously actions are worse than that. But I mean it's just when I hear his voice I, I, I feel like I curl up. Like it's just it's just so yeah. horrible like the way he speaks. And so what I would like to say about this is yeah, you everybody can have their own feelings and I know a lot of people feel the same way she did, but I I, I just don't want to be dragged in to the lowest common denominator. When we're talking about comedy, hack comedy works. Yeah, you can move a crowd by saying motherfucker about uh, Trump. But you're a you're a congresswoman and and I just think that she I don't want her taking the rest of it I don't want I don't want everybody going to trump's lowest common denominator we should be we should be better than what we see we don't like well sometimes you got to kick them off the balls to get the attention that's why I said she shouldn't have to apologize but I don't this is not the direction that I want to go we're all better than this the best of us I think are st- the best of this that we can be in this world is still to come and I don't want to be dragged down because of this uh, A uh president that spoke poorly, that didn't use, like I said after Obama was president, that no president was going to, the next president is going to sound like shit because Obama was presidential. And that's, if, if nothing else, to respect the office that he was in, the way that he spoke, the way that he talked, the way that he communicated, that's who I want to be. So you think we're better than that? Yeah. And that's, that's it. I, I mean, I understand. Not, what, not. I don't think Clevelanders are better than <laughs> Well, maybe they could call motherfuckers <laughs> then out here, and then they'll let us know. I think Donald Trump is Cleveland's president. Uh, I just wish that we could be better people. I, I And I know that we are better people. I wish we could bring it out of us. And, and when I see that's why I went, to the, didn't want to talk a lot about this. Uh, we can be better. We, we should be better. There's no reason for us not to be better. I know that there's reasons, there's obstacles in our way that prevent us from doing it. But... I want us to be better. <sighs> so I'm not going to call him a motherfucker. I'm just going to say I understand why some people might want to call him a motherfucker. But mm-hmm. if you're in Congress and you are leading people, I would rather be led up and not down. Uh, depending on the woman,
0: I'd love to be led down. <laughs> let me read this email Uh, Tyrone Tolson uh, how to win he writes me Tyrone Tolson I seen your video to the world I am in a similar situation with child support and I'm and I'm working and fighting for everyone in this predicament it's annoying how the government puts us in unwinnable situations we have to take the fight to them to save our peace of mind never settle never settle You're a talented black man with a platform always saw hat. We need you in this fight. I had to do it in an English accent. Um, Thank you, brother. Sometimes I feel like Jay-Z. Can't leave the game alone. The game needs me. Uh, Thank you, brother. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. Uh, I love getting these emails. It makes me feel special now. Uh, I got another one from BC, but this motherfucker's a two-parter. And it is way too fucking long. I'm not going to read all of this. I'm not even going to try. It's just too fucking long. But uh, to BC, thank you. I am going to read it, but just not on the airwaves
1: because it's too fucking long. Um, You got anything else? Uh, You know, uh, one of the first people that came up to us in in Houston that listens to the podcast when we we just started it was... uh, it's Autobot Prime is his uh, oh I remember him yeah, yeah. and uh, he wrote you on the new one yeah he writes me every now and then and uh, he has a video he wants me to show you and I'm going to show it to you but uh, he also wanted us to he, he and I've gotten a few of these not just from him but right. everybody wants Paul Mooney wants you to do something with Paul Mooney was oh I, on the you podcast. know I, I actually I, oh I actually have him like me doing impression, or actually have him? Have him? Yeah, I don't know. And I said, and I said to some people, I don't nah, think Paul's nah, doing nah. a lot yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, not now. And uh, but people are so like because of your impression, and because, right. and just because the people who know Paul. They, Speaking of which, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I swear to God,
0: this perfect segue. When I did the radio station on Friday, one of the stations I did out here was Sam Silk, who's the uh, you know guy out here does R and B big station. And one of the stories that was talked about, we talked about a couple things. The Tiffany Haddish thing. I forget what the other thing was. But one of the other stories was there was a photo, I guess, of Madonna with her son on stage. And someone got a picture of her butt. And she clearly has a big ass now. Yeah. Uh, Butt injections, whatever. And uh, she put in her explanation. Remember the movie she did, Desperately Seeking Susan? Uh Uh-huh. Desperately seeking no one's approval. And it was clearly, and again, with the booty shots, ladies, 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 don't get quail booty. If your ass don't match your thighs, you look like a fucking quail. You look like a fucking pigeon. Don't you you've got to have the right size columns to support the house. <laughs> You can't have blow-pop legs. You look like a blow-pop. Stick legs with a big ball of candy. It looks ridiculous. So, yeah, and because, you know, her son is, I forgot her. She had a black son. So she's on stage I with her son. He's Puerto Rican. No, this nigga's a Negro. Oh, really? She kidnapped this I know nigga. One, I know one kid. One of them is, is Puerto but Rican. But she kidnapped this nigga from Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh, and it just made me think of Paul M- oh, have you? You niggas have seen Madonna. That bitch's ass, nigga, is big as a lollipop. Them white folks, you know they, you know they want to be like us. From the lips to the hips to the tits, them bitches to the grits. They take everything, nigga. Everything that's nigga. The lips to tits, the tits to hips, and the grits. Them motherfuckers is eating grits now. Salt and sugar on their grits. That's nigga shit. White people, white people will fuck grits up. White people will put lemon juice in their grits some garnishes in that grits they're fucking up the grits nigga and you know she had to get that black ass she's got a black boy she said how can i relate to this nigga son of mine i got a nigga boy i need a black nigga bitch ass got them goddamn shots bitches ass is swollen now looked like a nigga's lips after eating bad shellfish it's terrible even her son was looking like mommy you look like one of them bitches back home one of them one of them uh them zulu bitches all you missing bitch is a shield and a spear make that ass jump daddy make you jump nigga jump that black bitch madonna remember when that bitch that bitch is from new jersey nigga from the streets of new jersey that bitch got popular and got an english accent now that bitch went not kidnap a nigga boy and got a nigga ass madonna don't know what she's trying to do that bitch is confused like a virgin like a surgeon nigga (laughs) that bitch should sing that fucking song like a surgeon touched shot for the very eighth time like a surgeon nigga shit autobot that's for you nigga (laughs) shit madonna that bitch ain't fooling nobody
1: god i love doing that this is it's, it's really good, man. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, Danielle Rollins had a uh, did a Photoshop where uh, where you see that dress when that when her dress goes up that picture. Yeah, it's who's Ra- Madonna's? Yeah, it's Rawlings' face on each butt cheek, and it's the funniest dude. Oh. He, you got to look at his Instagram, man. Yeah, he's is- a funny dude, man. He's a funny dude. You know, me and him had beef at first. Did you really? Yeah,
0: because a uh, comic out of New York named Greer Barnes, who I think is his cousin. You ever heard of
1: Greer? Uh uh-uh. uh
0: Funny brother does a lot of impressions. And he kinda we kinda have the same vibe a little bit. Oh, wait, I do know. Accents. Who he is. Yeah, I do know. Who, like yeah. that. Long story short, and then we gotta get out of here. I remember I was head this is back when I was headlining at Caroline's. And I had Ish Ivan with me. And he was on the show. He was supposed to be opening for me. And I had him take it off the show. And let's get it straight. Not a fear of, I got to follow Greer Barnes. And me and Greer are cool now, so much respect to Greer. But it wasn't about a fear thing. We did a lot of the same vibe. We both did impressions. We both did accents. And that's when I was heavy into doing those the impressions, things. impressions, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, dude, this is going to be a fucking clash. This ain't going to work. We two niggas with the same outfit on. One of us got to go home. So I was the headliner. So I said, yo, give me another another opener. So he found out at the last minute that I had him taken off, and he was mad, so, as I'm getting ready to be introduced on stage, he's standing in the back of the room at Caroline's, and as I'm getting ready to go on stage, he yells out at the top of his lungs, "Yo, your headline is a bitch!" and I said, "Oh, okay, So after I finish my set, I go to confront him out at the in the in the bar area. He's st- this nigga takes his shirt off and his chest naked and goes into this Daniel son karate kid pose. And I'm just standing there, like, what the nigga finna do? And he did all these arm movements and martial art poses and didn't throw a fucking kick and just hit the wall and left. And so we had a beef, and then because of it, Donnell was his cousin, me and Donnell, he was mad at me, and even though I never worked with Donnell, I had an exchange with Donnell, and so finally as time went on and niggas grew up, I just pulled Donnell aside and said, look man, I ain't never met you, I ain't got no beef with you, nigga, but are, are we, and Donnell was like, yeah, nigga, we good, and eventually I spoke to Greer, and we became good, and so it all ended well. That's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs>
1: See, we can take a negative situation and we can turn it into yes, positive one. Yes. There we go. Well,
0: that's about as happy as it's going to get. Yeah. Here in Cleveland, um, Ohio. Yeah. Folks, I have got 20 21 Patreon followers. Will you motherfuckers please stop it? I am asking you for your goddamn help. Fucking subscribe, god damn it. You motherfuckers that send me emails, and then you go, I got you. And then you don't got me. Stop lying to me. All right? Give me the pussy. Give me the pussy. Come about them draws. You got content coming
1: up that's going to be coming up on you.
0: Yeah, man. We working. Come on now. We about to hit y'all with some ill cartoon shit. uh, Exclusive shit. Support your fucking guy. On Patreon. Also again, I'm on Cameo. Go to my Instagram at Aerie Spears Official. Look at the look at the, the stories or the shout outs. And then swipe up. It'll put you to the link. You know, pay the fucking fee. Pay your fucking tab. I'll give you a shout out, give you a personalized whatever who you ever you want me to talk talk to. Wish you a happy birthday, happy Bob Mitzvah. Wish you happy luck on your divorce. Uh, happy, happy, good luck on the funeral. Whatever, I'll alert your guy. Ari Spears official Instagram, uh, YouTube. Ari Spears, hit the subscribe. Uh, I think they've been heavy subscribing to my Pandora, man. Because my last, I get paid every three months. My, let me go back. Before these last two checks I got, and the numbers were going down. At one point, I started out at twelve grand. Got a check for twelve grand. Then it went down to about the lowest was five grand. But then I received a check for nine grand. And this last check I just got was for 16,000. Wow. So I think people are listening and they're subscribing because that's the only way my numbers will go up. So thank you. Uh, I will not forget about you. And I promise you when I blow up on some Tiffany Hattie shit to all the emails that have been sent to me, all of you will receive invitations to my white only yacht party. Uh, And when I say white only, I don't mean wardrobe. I mean whites only. (laughs) 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 No, 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 no. People of all colors who have sent me emails will be invited, but it will be a white party. You just wear nothing but white. Um, It's going to be on a yacht. It's going to be me and Andy. Uh, We're going to have a suitcase that looked like it got kilos of coke in it, but it's really just going to be powdered sugar that you dip the donuts in. Uh, and we're gonna have Yugoslavian hoes and some international bitches <laughs> all running around with no panties on, dressed in white. And we're gonna have a DJ. And at some point, at, we're gonna throw this nigga in the river with the DJ equipment just to see his shit get electrocuted. It's gonna be a wild party. We're gonna do shit we've never been
1: done. We're gonna get shit we're gonna do shit we're gonna get arrested for. Um, on your shout outs, can you do. Uh can you do characters? Or do you have... To, Whatever they want. Oh, Whatever so you, they want.
0: You can do, do Mooney. Dude, did I show you the fucking... What some of these people are getting?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, Michael you
0: did. Michael Rapaport, $100 for shout out. The white dude from Shark Tank with the ball head. Yeah. 800 bucks. Wow. And I talked to the lady who's my rep for Cameo. And I go, people are paying this? She goes, you have no idea how popular that dude from Shark Tank is. People pay him 800 $800. Mr. Mr. Whatever. Ager, Mr. Whatever. Rich, nigga. Mr. Yeah. And, 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 and like there's, there's YouTube comics that
1: say, have you ever heard of the, the fat Jewish comedian? Yeah, the fat Jew. $80. He, he's not comedian. He's the fat Jew. Okay. $80. Yeah. I'm Aries fucking
0: Spears. I was charging 35. I said, man, fuck that. Bump me up to 50. And I got one hit for 50. <laughs>
1: But Jesus You got let them know You could do You, you could do those characters Though too uh, Everybody wants a Paul Mooney For Mary Spears I hope so Hey listen
0: <laughs> You motherfucking Ring the bat phone I'm gonna give you What the fuck you want You want me to dress up As a bitch And do Whoever I do shacking in the dress Nigga
1: Hit me up, nigga. Cameo. we fucking around. But I, really quick, you said Rappaport. Did you see Pauly Shore and Michael Rappaport had beef? And then Pauly Shore went to the, to the store while Rappaport's on stage and, and, and squashed In it. Of? Oh, really? And squashed, yeah, he said. Michael Rappaport's comedy is not too bad either,
0: brother. I, I believe it. I saw him on New Year's Eve. It's not that bad. I, I believe it. I, I, His ending joke was he talked about the lottery. And he said, you know, this is why I think when the, when the jackpot was 400 mil. He goes, well, what would you do if you won the big one? And, you know, one guy in the audience gave one of those classic answers. I'd quit my job. He goes, if I won it, the first thing I would do is take a shit. Because it would be the last time I wipe my own ass. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Rappaport said he's going to get us on the podcast now. Because I called him out for being full of shit. Like, at one point, when I hit him on Twitter, he was like, Aries, I'm a fan. I want you on. But then I kept hitting the mic. Mike, what's up? Mike, what's up? And finally, I, I kind of went, yo, Mike, man, come on, man. We two New York niggas. This how we going to do? And he goes, he hits me back. Yeah, the podcast is not going to happen. So I, I apparently rubbed him wrong. But I said to myself, oh, this nigga's doing comedy now. I know I'm going to run into him. I know I'm going to run into him. Sure as shit, New Year's Eve. We were on the same show. I'm closing. He's about the, the third guy in. I see him. Now it's the face-to-face moment. Oh, shit, Aries, man, so much respect. I'm doing stand-up now, and I have a whole new respect for guys who are good, and you're fucking legit. Mike, whatever, nigga, the podcast. Dude, it's 2019, you're on. I've called Mike, I've called Chris Delia, I've called Theo Vaughn, and I've called Bobby Lee. They're all going to call you back.
1: (sighs) They'll call you back.
0: It's fucking game, man. And Bobby's giving me the runaround to the point where he hit me back good. Dude, relax. I'm going to get you on.
1: Return a fucking call. A text would be nice. Return that too. They're going to do it.
0: This is why I don't do good in this Hollywood shit. I don't have the patience
1: for the bullshit, dog. Do you know that there's, this is, and I'm going to say this because I think this is true. You know why some comedians don't go to Hollywood and stay in New York? Because of the reason I just said? Because they're New York. You're New York, man. What's <sighs> the fuck I'm talking about? It's just a different way of doing things. the fuck are we doing over here?
0: The fucking two of yous. What the fuck?
1: Just because you like the weather doesn't mean that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah, fuck that. I don't
0: want to go down to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Took a fucking trip, me and the wife. We went down to fucking Florida. Fucking the two of yous. Fuck, Get the fuck out of here. What are we doing over here? Um, there it is. Uh, Patreon, uh, Pandora, YouTube, hit subscribe, Instagram, Aries Spears official, Twitter, I might be coming back. Yeah, with well, my
1: cock out nigga, I'm about to show the world. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the kid, man. Um, yeah. AndyComedy.com, all my social media is in the upper right hand corner. I do not use Facebook anymore. I'm going to figure out what to Facebook do. too, Aries Spears. I don't even use it. I'm going to figure out what to do with it. But uh, hit me up on Instagram. Um, Shit, if you've seen the show and you have something to say to me, say it. Because I want to hear what people are are thinking when they see me at the show. I I, I want more feedback. I I, want to understand. Anyway, I'm Andy Steinberg. That's been Ari Spears, and we are coming to
0: Memphis.
1: Chuckles the sale. I'm getting some barbecue this time. We didn't get barbecue last. That's time. right. That's right. So hit us up with. Some I good want barbecue a whole spots. hog's ass on my yeah. plate. <laughs> hit us up with some barbecue spots. Just spot. pig cheeks. Do the uh, do that Al Roker thing. That, that. oh, we'll end on that. <laughs> Quick story, Cliff
0: Notes. I think I've done this before. Uh, Al Roker, he's on the news. You know, Al Roker, the fat black nigga that's now looking like Star Jones in a suit, uh, is on Good Day, whatever the show was. Good Morning America. And he's at... The Today Show, the Today Show. The Today Show. He's at a local barbecue fest in Kansas City. And he's the man reporting. The man on the scene. And he's closing, he's signing off. And he goes... Here at the Kansas City Barbecue Fest, there are many booths here which showcase all kinds of pork delicacies to eat. And I must say, I've had just about every one. But barbecued, or what was that? Oh, but barbecued pigstown. And that's where I draw the line. For the Today Show, I'm Al Roker. We out of here. Love y'all. What's the ass? Nickel.